So good morning. Uh, we are really grateful after three years to be again among you. And it was kind of special time. I think I lived through the change in Czechoslovakia when we went from the communism to the be free country again. Uh, I lived through Czechoslovakia falling apart to become two independent countries, Slovak and Czech Republic. That's where we live and uh, serve right now. But these last three years were really interesting uh, because of the disease which was spreading all around the world and the reactions of the government and all the things around it which were happening. Then in the last year, uh, the fear of the uh, falling economy, everything is getting more expensive. Uh, we are not even in Czech Republic sure if we will have a natural gas for winter because of the war in Ukraine and the uh, uh, tension with Russia. So uh, many things happen, many things are challenging, and uh, we are just praying that uh, God will use all of it uh, to bring people closer to him, and that's the reason why we are in Czech Republic. Uh, we were probably three years ago, and maybe six years before that, reporting how it's hard to reach Czech people, because with the freedom which, which came to our country, there came opportunities for people to buy more stuff and build bigger houses and go for longer vacations. And they were feeling strong and self-sufficient and they were not really needing Jesus. So right now, maybe when they are all shaken by the disease and economy and what the future is holding, which is unsecure, that's probably the opportunity to uh, reach them. It was at the same time quite a challenge for us to do the ministry because when you are the church is supposed to be closed and the people shouldn't meet. How do you tell people about Jesus? How do you tell them the gospel? So we would like to uh, say a little bit more about that uh, this morning, uh, share with you what God is doing in, in our church and in our ministry. Uh, but I will uh, like to touch a little bit on the scripture we just read, which was about Abraham. And then I will go to the presentation and back to the, uh, to the scripture. Uh, Abraham is one of the biggest heroes of the Bible. I think for everybody, is the one of the first big heroes, if you don't count Noah and Adam. And uh, he is mentioned many, many, many times in New Testament, used as example, and, and, and somebody whom God called and who God was using to start the uh, uh, history of the salvation story which ended with Jesus coming to the earth and, and uh, dying for all of us. Uh, and I learned a few things. There are many things could be said about Abraham and what it means for our lives. First thing I learned was that when God is calling somebody, when God chooses somebody like Abraham from the pagan nation, it doesn't mean he leaves everybody else behind. When God chooses somebody, when God elects somebody, it means it's for the benefit and blessing for all the other people. And that's true uh, in the whole scripture, but it's true for our ministry. We just feel, sometimes you can feel that somebody is called to be a pastor, preacher, missionary, but it's not a privilege to be put on pedestal. It's calling to be a servant, to be a blessing for all others. So when Abraham was called, he was promised a land, he was promised to big family, which will become a nation, but he was also promised that he will be blessed to be a blessing to all people around him. And that was fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and it's fulfilled in all of us who are following Jesus. We are 
called to be Jesus followers, to be blessing to all people around, around us. And also, when I was reading the story of Abraham, I was a little jealous. Like I am always when I'm reading the Bible, what the, all the uh, Old Testament people were experiencing with God. All these miracles and, and with Abraham, we were just talking that he met with God. He was sitting under the tree, which I many times did. Sometimes when somebody sits under the tree, the falls down, apple falls down, and you have to study about it in a school. But this time, God showed up, and uh, he met with Abraham. He even ate with him. And I was thinking, wow, that's amazing. And we also are reading that God was talking to Abraham, not once, but many times. And I think that would be great if I could just kind of walk with God and talk to him. And, uh, but then I saw, I, when I was reading, I just started thinking, it wasn't happening every day. Actually, what happened when Abraham first heard from God, it was when he was 75. I'm not even 75, and so I still have the time to, <laughs> to wait for that. Uh, but he spoke to him a few times, but there were long gaps in between, sometimes 20 years he didn't hear from God. And then I was rethinking, and I thinking maybe I don't want to really be an Abraham, because we can hear God through Scripture every day when we open it. We can hear God when we come to church. We can, we can experience God's love and God's presence when we are together as his followers. So I think we have it a little better, so I'm grateful for that, uh, that uh, we can uh, have everyday experience with God, and we can hear him, we can follow him, and, and just live life, which is... Um, which we know we are, he's close to us because we have his spirit in our hearts and we can always call on his name, always enter his presence, knowing that we are welcomed and he hears us and he wants to bless us. So that was uh, something uh, I learned from Abraham. And the story uh, we just read, I will go back and I mentioned two more things, but now I will try to do a piece of the presentation. So that's our family. We didn't change in three years, you can tell. Since I am, my picture is the waist up, so that kind of helps. And, uh, and we prepared a quiz. So I was thinking sometimes when you hear all the things all the time, it becomes boring. So uh, we have a few questions about Czech Republic. Since we spoke a few times already, what is in Czech Republic, what size is it, and who is the important person there and what we do, what are our hobbies. So I will quiz you now. And uh, so there will be questions, and there will be multiple answers, and you can pick. I will show the first one if it works. Yeah, it is. So what is the population of Czechia? Then you have three options. You pick one. You raise up your hands. You say the speak out, whatever. And if you get it right, one of my sons, I was hoping for both, but you never know, they have a Czech coin. We are part of European Union, but we still kept our own currency, which is special, you know. So, so our currency is called uh, crown. That was the king's wear, crown, corona. So we have one crown, which is great value. I mean, it's like a dime or something. <laughs> and so if you get the question correctly, one of the boys will run to you and if it's more, and we will try to give everybody, but I don't know, then we will be poor. So, uh, so now is the first question. So, what do you think? Who knows? Yeah, you have to yell. Then perfect. So you got it over there. The boys needs to watch. Put your hand up. Then so, uh, that will be yeah, ten million. Correct. Now we go fast. What is the Czech national sport? Football, figure skating, hockey. 
What is the guess? Yeah, you have to say it. No? Yeah, what is the right answer? I don't know your name, so. What was it? I don't know. Yeah, Hawking. Good. <laughs> we just came from Pittsburgh, where the Yarom, Yaromir Jager used to play the hockey in Pittsburgh. So, uh, what year was Czechoslovakia founded? When the Czechoslovakia started? Yeah? No, that was the year when the Russian showed up. Mm -hmm. Yep, another. No, that, that was when the communists took over. Uh -huh. So, yeah, who was having the right <laughs> So, Henry Craig gave a crown. I mean, patience sometimes brings rewards. You wait for that, let's <laughs> eliminate. So, that is what, what was happening in those days. It was after the First World War. Basically, when the Austrian Empire split in different countries, Hungary and, uh, and Czechoslovakia, Slovaks and Czechs came together, so they would be more Slavic together and start country. Which of these countries is not a neighbor of Czechia? France, Germany, Austria. So who is not, which we don't have a neighbor? Yeah, France, correct. Somebody, I heard the front here. Whatever. There was more of you, but yeah, good. Czech language belongs to the family of German, Slavic, or Romance languages. Who said Slavic over there? Slavic. <laughs> well, we have some corrections for our test, but yeah, Slavic. Yeah, so we speak the same like Russians and Ukrainians. That's all Slavic languages. Which of these is not a Czech invention? Rubik cube, contact lenses, sugar cube. So one of it's not. The others, we proud. What? No, we invented sugar cube. That was the hard one. We, we were at least thinking hard about it, and we did. Uh, yeah. What is the? What is the other one? Ruby cube. Yeah, that's true. That was a Hungarian man who, who discovered the Ruby cube. He must have had Slavic descent, but he was Hungarian. So Ruby cube. Which of these words are Czech origin? Robot, dollar, pistol, or string? All three, yeah, all three. Because Robot, one of the famous writers in Czech Republic between the wars, uh, Čapek wrote a book, and he used dollar. Dollar was one of the Czech currency, first Czech currency was silver dollar. We wrote it with T, so where the dollar comes from. I don't know why we ever changed it, why we don't have a dollar, not whatever. And a pistol was when the Hussites were fighting, uh, the Crusades and the, and the Catholics, they were shooting, and because of make the sound, Pistol, that was like, pistol. that was the name of it. <laughs> Which of two of these famous people were born in Czech? I will let you read it because my pronunciation of names is not. So, which two? Two and three? Two and three? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, one and two? One and three, so who was it? <laughs> <laughs> Miloš von Madeleine Albright, yeah. So he was born in Slovak, in a neighbor country. Which of these was not a Czech composer? So two of them are Czech composers, one is not. Not one, one is Czech composer, Dvořák. You have the new work he wrote. Number two, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two is uh, he was the first president of Czech Republic. 
uh, Thomas Masaryk. He married American, and then he was the first president. So I married, maybe I will, I mean, let's just hope. Uh, what year was the oldest university in Central Europe, Europe established? It was in Prague, obviously, that's why we are putting in there. Uh, but what year do you think the first Central European university happened to be? Number two, yeah, correct. So whoever said the number two is rich, has a check crown. Uh, there are explanations of the dates, I guess, we put in there. Uh, that was a, during the rule of the Charles, ruling it, and then there are explanations about the other states being that 863 when the Christianity came to Czech, the, our region, 1415 John Hass was burned, and 1620 the Thirty Year War started with the, I mean, two years before that, with the Battle of Czechs and the Catholics, but we lost. So, what is the Czech national dish? So three options. One is the Czech, yeah, correct. Goulash, we love goulash, but it's typical for Hungarian. And fried cheese and tartar sauce, that's what my daughter always asks when we go to a restaurant. But I don't know, that's probably Wisconsinian here or whatever. <laughs> uh, so that's our. Which of these famous Czech national hobbies still today? One, mushroom hunting. <laughs> you remember that one, that's what keeps the population low. Because, <laughs> because some people don't pay attention in school and then they go mushrooming. <laughs> so that's, that's what we do. And that's a picture, so that's end of the quiz. Yeah, so who didn't get any, you can come to my voice. Maybe you can get a crown if you still left some. Yep. So thank you, thank you. Uh, so that's Czech Republic. Uh, you see the borders. Uh, so we are kind of surrounded by German-speaking people from south and west, and then uh, Slovakia, which used to be Czechoslovakia, is, is east of us. So that's a, we call it being in the heart of Europe. You can see that on the other picture. The blue is Czech Republic, so that's in the middle. The other blue right of us is Ukraine, so that's the country which is now invaded, so you see how close it is. Just not much between Slovaks, basically. So we have around 350,000 uh, Ukrainians right now in our country. They're trying to help them, mainly uh, moms with kids coming. So there are some informations which you probably already know. You can read that. Oh, that was quick. You cannot read that fast. And the one thing is, which is kind of new and updated, like an important even now, is the point with the on the 2021 census. We do it like every 10 years, like you hear, but it ends up being always 1121. Only 18% of uh, people claim to believe in God. So it's a they're voluntary written down. I believe in God or I don't and whatever. So only 18. When we became Czech, when we got out of communism, it was 43% people claimed to believe in God. So I got down to 18 and uh, 30 years. So and now we have a few pictures. So we were thinking that not only you see the beauty of Czech Republic, but also see us. So we put the pictures where we went. and <laughs> So you can focus on whatever you want. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> So this is Karl's uh, Bad. It's one of the spas in Czech Republic, known, and just some other little uh, castles and places. This is in Brno. That's the city nearby we serve. 
Christmas we do skiing in a hillside. This looks like Pennsylvania, doesn't it? That's, yeah. So that's us spending time. Bridge for a train. <laughs> yeah. So there are just two pictures. One of the mushrooms you don't eat, that's the poisonous one. <laughs> that's why it was left, you know. Sometimes you just know what is left, you don't eat. So there are some. That's the nearby castle where we live. And that's the beetle. That's one of the biggest beetles we have in Czech Republic, so we were so proud to found him. He was still alive, but somehow he died in our hands. So he was so shocked. So, so and this is the town where we uh, serve. The town of Tishnov is just half an hour away from a city of 400,000 people where I grew up. And uh, the Tishnov doesn't have a, a Bible church. Basically, there are Catholic churches are in every town and village but no other, so that's the place where we started our uh, church. So that's a few pictures of the town and town hall and the surroundings. You can see, yeah, that's the neighborhood, and that's the village we live. It's like one mile out of the Tishnov. That's a basically a suburb of that little town. And those are things people like to, that's one of the members of our church, and Julie came to help her because when there was the, it was apricots, Apricot speaking, so she was doing it for the, her family and for us and her friends. So that's people, when people, uh, back, so you can see this more longer. When people have gardens, they usually use them to grow some fruits and all different berries and all that. So that's, uh, and that's also baking for our church. So that's big draw. So one is basically my message, and then second, uh, uh, the coffee and, and cakes after. And this is a, a family which uh, joined us at the beginning in reaching people in Tishnov, Veveritsovi, uh, so it's written down there. And since last time they have a son, new son, so that's the uh, David there. So that's some of the ministry we do still. And uh, it's true that during the COVID, uh, we were reporting in our prayer letters but uh, uh, some of the uh, ministries were kind of limited to what we were able to do because there were even a few months we were not able to meet, so we were meeting in a uh, uh, kind of some corners of a cemetery just to be apart, but at least to see each other and pray because we sensed that when something is happening, the church should be praying and should be still together. So that's what we were doing, and then we were meeting in different places, which we will show you. So one of the form of meeting was on Zoom, so that was fun. <laughs> Everybody guards yours is square, not peace on it. So that was our meeting. Then uh, the place where we used to meet, I can see it here, that's nice. I'll figure it out now. Uh, uh, was that uh, the, our, the place where we were meeting was public place, like uh, family center, but it was closed because of the government ruling. So we couldn't come together as a church, even though we already could. So we were meeting in our backyard, so that's what happening. We were trying to keep the distance. Some people were the mask, some people didn't. That was pretty much free. Me, as a preacher, I didn't have to. That's one of the privileges, because I was speaking officially, I didn't have to. So, so that's the place where we were meeting, outside in our backyard. You can see the pictures, how it went two years ago. We got a little tent, because the 
sun was too strong. And that was back again in our uh, place where we are meeting. That's the family centrum, so you see the balls and everything around. And we were still trying to stay together as a unit, as a family. That was one of the Christmases during that time. And then we could be outside, so we were trying to do as many activities as we could outside. That's a David. So, we get. so our church is growing slowly. There is around 35 of us meeting usually in a church. So we are a small church. This is the after church kind of uh, fellowship time. This is the kids' uh, presentation. And then there is some pictures from the different ministries we do. So this is uh, women's fellowships. So I, I will just go through the pictures. See what was happening. If you have questions, you can always ask. But I was never there. <laughs> so this is the. We got one video, which maybe will work. That's that's you. Is part of Church is great to have an opportunity to be personally involved and uh, encouraged in the, the ministry. Mm-hmm. Took us like half an hour to get this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will continue. So I want, didn't want to be the only one speaking, so I was trying to make him to say something. And, uh, and what, what was God's blessing and basically Julie's effort was that the kids club was running through all the time. So that's, that's our English club. Then we share the gospel and scripture. So it went again through all those phases, through Zoom and then through different meetings. So those are the kids we were trying to reach through those three years. And many of them now graduated and they are going further in school. So there was we did hikes game, this is mini golf, some crafts, some sport activities, our backyard again. That's our new place for meeting in a local cinema. They have more rooms there, so we are using one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's... So not many things were happening during that time, so people were glad to come to any activity or event which, which happened. So these are what we plan for the future again, uh, once the opportunity opens again. So we can do many activities. During those three years, we were not able to do the English camp. We couldn't really do any big outreaches because everything was limited and closed, and you have to follow the strict orders like you have here, so we couldn't really do that. So this is, these are the things we try to plan for the future. So now uh, I will try to <laughs> say more from Scripture. Uh, uh, what is uh, unique about Abraham is that uh, he is the only one person who is called to be a friend of God. It's on a few places, even in the Old Testament, and it's, I think you get it quoted by, by James, that he was 
called the friend, friend of Abraham. God was called friend of Abraham. Uh, and uh, that's, that's really, really unique. Uh, and I was thinking when I was reading what it meant, because when I was reading through the life of Abraham, how it showed up that he was a uh, friend of, or God was friend with, uh, with Abraham. And uh, one of the things uh, was the passage where we, uh, which we were reading that was about the, the fellowship he uh, had with, with God, that God showed up and, and basically he prepared food for him and he was hosting him. But just before that, there was another encounter he has in uh, chapter 17, and that was confirmation, even, even this reading, confirmation of the God's promises. So God spoke to Abraham when he was 75 and promised him that he will get a land and then he will have a children and become a nation. And then he talked to him again much, much later, and Abraham still didn't have a, uh, kids, and he still was just renting, basically, a places in a, in a promised land. And uh, God was confirming his promises by many uh, uh, different uh, ways. He was saying, that, look at the skies, the stars, you see that how many there will be of you. And then he actually did this kind of uh, unique uh, ceremony when the animals got split and there was a fire and God walked in between them and was showing that he is the one who is guaranteeing by his own life, if it can be said that way, that it will be fulfilled what he said. And then there was another one in chapter 17 when he asked Abraham to get circumcised and and the male in his family uh, as a sign of the promise. Uh, and, And that was unique because we don't do that in Czech Republic, so it's something which is foreign and of us, and we don't really know what it means, but it looks like what God was uh, saying was, it's all showing that the promises I made, I am the one who is going to fulfill them. You cannot help, because Abraham was trying. He was for thinking maybe Lot will be the one through whom the promises will, will be fulfilled, or his servant, then he was thinking about Ishmael, so... Uh, which he had through uh, Hagar. But at the end, when he was 99, he pretty much gave up, and he figured out there is no way I can have kids, there is no way I can do anything about uh, what was promised. And that's when the circumcision came, because showing that the flesh, the human efforts need to be cut away, that only God can be the one who is all-powerful, like he said, nothing is too hard for me, I can do what I said, what I promised. You can trust me, you can depend on it. And that's, uh, I think, one of the part of being a friend of God. Being a friend of God means that you can, you trust him, you rely on him. It's, it's not about what you can do for God, but it's about knowing that God is on your side and you can wait for him and uh, expect all just receiving from him. And that's basically the same, didn't change in a gospel. We, uh, at least I, received Jesus not uh, to get second chance or to have some addition and, and special adventure in my life, but I accepted Jesus because I knew I cannot live without him. I just learned that I am bankrupt, and what God is expecting of me, I can never achieve. But I can only call for help and for grace, and what is what he's looked for, he can accomplish in my life. Just him, not, not, not uh, through my effort. 
And that's what was the Abraham experience. So God's promise got fulfilled because of God and what God only can do, but not what Sarah and Abraham were trying, how they were trying to help. So then uh, God came in the chapter 18 we were reading, and uh, Abraham uh, offered to prepare a meal for him. And that's the only, I think, place in the Bible I was reading in some commentaries, so I didn't go through the whole Bible, but it was mentioned that that's the only place. Uh, when God is really participating on a meal. Sometimes some people, when the angels show up or God's angels showed up, they offered the meal, but it got burned like an offering or something. In this passage, uh, God kind of stopped and he was uh, staying uh, and paying visit to Abraham and eating that food. And uh, that's another uh, interesting thing. So be a friend of God also means that you are spending time with him. Sometimes when we think about Abraham, he's also uh, given us a picture of faith. He's a father of faith. So we are trying to follow him and have a strong faith, and we should believe and trust and all that. And, and it, may be, it means maybe we should read more scripture, and we should pray more, and we should go more to church. And this, that's all important, and I think Abraham would do that. But what was interesting is that uh, he was spending time with God. To be a friend of God means to walk with him, to spend time. He just prepared a meal, and they, they were together. So I think that's one of the... If we want to experience what Abraham did and have a close uh, fellowship with God, we need to really have a time and just walk with him and trust him and talk to him about our, our life experiences, what we are going through. And that's what even those uh, last years were teaching us, because we couldn't do many of the activities, so we had more time to be with God and pray and ask him what should we do, how should we use our resources, our, our time. And it was shown that basically one of the ways we can do is to be close to people which are, which are around us, in a church or even in a neighborhood. We couldn't do the activity, some program, but we could go and visit we can go and call them, or just pick up, pick up the phone and call them. Or uh, we uh, got involved in the food bank uh, activity, so we could deliver some food, ask them what they need, and, and do that. Uh, so that's one of the pictures uh, which is here, that basically Abraham showed hospitality when it was needed. And I was reading in a First Peter uh, chapter 4, there is the, the end time ethics, little paragraph, and say, now the end of all things is near. And uh, Peter is giving advice how to behave, what to do. Maybe, so some people would think, maybe store as much water and food and heat as you can to survive the end times. Or somebody else can read and, okay, pick up your Bible and go uphill and just spend the last days and hours just praying and in uh, devotion. What, what Peter is saying is, be clear-headed and discipl disciplined for prayer. Above all, keep your love for one another. And then it's saying in the verse name, be hospitable to one another without complaining. So basically, when they are last time, it means not to think so much about yourself, but to use all what you have for others. And that's what Abraham did. So he still was just camping in a promised land, he still didn't have a kid. He was 99. It was middle of the day. It was hot. He was sitting in front of the tent. And then the guests showed up, and he probably recognized they are unique guests. And eventually he recognized it as God visiting him. 
So he stood up. He was right away running in the middle of the heat, and he uh, offered the hospitality, and I was thinking what he was doing, and he basically was spontaneous. Uh, I mean, he was like reacting to the time. Sometimes we get guests we don't expect, we kind of hesitant and thinking, okay, maybe you should wait when it gets better, or right now I'm not ready, I should go shopping. He right away offered they should come. He was basically uh, quick in the hospital. He wasn't thinking, he was acting right away. He was generous. He was offering a lot because he made a bread from basically they could eat for a few days. He uh, gave the best. He's, there is mentioned the flower of what we were scripture reading uh, that he killed a calf and, and gave the best what he had. And I think if this is true in our or in my in my life uh, in relationship with God, if I want to be friend of God like Abraham was, am I willing to give my best and and generously and sacrificially, and I'm willing to serve because Abraham wasn't the one who was just ordering it; he was doing it himself and serving to uh, serving to God. And uh, Jesus said, if we do the smallest things to the needy person, just hand a cup of cold water, we are doing it as to him. So that's kind of calling for the end times. Sometimes we feel like we are in, at the end of times. We should be looking around how we can serve, how we can show love, how we can uh, show that God is close and that people are welcomed to meet him through Jesus Christ. Uh, what is nice that uh, it wasn't just Abraham who was called friend of God, but we are all called friend of God. Because Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples, he said, I will not call you just my servants anymore, but you are my friends because you know what, what I am doing. That's the similar what God said later. So I think that's, that's our opportunity right now in the Czech Republic, that we can reach people by, by showing them that God cares, God loves them, God wants to be near of them, and he's inviting them to experience him by just sitting at, a, at his table and just getting to know him. Uh, it also shows the life of Abraham that God is not distant, that God is not somebody who is above and all-powerful but disattached from what we are going through, but he's the one who wants to connect with us, who understands, who... What is interesting that God spoke many times and repeated the promises to Abraham that he will inherit the land, that he will have a child, and which will become a nation, but this time he even showed in person. It wasn't just saying it or from distance or sending some messenger, but he came in person to tell him that. And I think that's, that's what being a Christian really means. It's not about hearing about God and reading about him and have friends who are Christians, but you need to, in person, encounter him through Jesus Christ. You need to become his child, become one his own, by, by creating personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, there was just a little story which was saying that there was a man who was a powerful man because he owned many businesses, and uh, the people feared him uh, and were kind of speaking about him that he is a distance and non-personal and kind of too kind of directive. And uh, so he finally went to his daughter and asked him, Ask her what she thinks, that what he heard, what the people are saying about him, and if it's really true. And the daughter told him, Mr. President, no, you are a really loving person. 
and, and it's just showing that basically when the daughter spoke to her father, she told him Mr. President, like of that company. Uh, and that's, I think, the difference between Abraham and some other people uh, who knew about God but were not friends with him. Abraham knew God personally. He was working with him. He was trusting in him. He, was, he has many flaws and mistakes. But we, even through them, he always relied on God, and he was following with him. So that's what we want to be uh, example in Czech Republic, just showing that God is real, God is near, he is loving, that people can get to know him. It's right now only 18% who say they know God, and out of those 18%, who knows how many are Muslims and other religions. But uh, we have the opportunity to not only speak about God, but show the love through those difficult times we are just going right now. Uh, we had some uh, uh, opportunity to help the Ukrainian refugees. Like I said, it's over 300,000 now in Czech Republic. The government is helping. People are opening their houses, trying to help as much as they could. We were able to serve them uh, through Word of Life, which is nearby, uh, like 15 minutes away from us. There is a Word of Life camp. So they were opening all those cabins and, and rooms for the refugees the first months when they were coming, and uh, we were able to help with transla translation, and Julie was sorting some food and, and clothes for them, so so they they would kind of felt welcome and, and helped what they, what they needed. But we were just thinking how this should be more common and normal, that there are many people who are under the radar this because of these big things happening in Ukraine, then we try to help and focus, but there are many people who are our neighbors for years and years, and we don't see their needs, and we don't take a time to spend time with them. So that was encouragement for us, uh, what we were living through, and what the Abraham experience, and what the scripture recorded for us. So thank you for the time. I don't know if you have any question. what we skipped in our presentation. So I was, I said everything what was needed. So thank you, thank you.